What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 356 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ is not here. <laughs> so it's he will just be. us. <laughs> yes, he's editing. It's just the two of us today. Uh, we've got a really good show. This week we're geeking out about Nintendo, switching it up, Spy Kids, and some Disney Plus news. Cool. Uh, before we do that, we'll get into the games that we've been playing, uh, like always. Uh, I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom, but I finally beat Ganon. Yay! So now I don't really care about the game much anymore. <laughs> I can't believe that you spoiled that you, you fight Ganon in this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's like the one thing that's so obvious. Um, cool, I told How'd you, you like the it? other day, I, well, before that, I was at work the other day, and someone asked if I did anything exciting uh, yeah. this week, and they're not gamers at all, and so I was like, I beat Ganon. Sure today <laughs> oh, I, and he was like uh, what <laughs> and so i was like never mind i'll find someone who cares and then i went to uh, my manager who was a gamer <laughs> oh okay <laughs> it was nice. like i beat today and he was like good job and then the waitress that had no idea what was going on was like i'm so confused right now I'm like it's a major accomplishment i saved yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly i that fight is interesting uh i don't want to give too much away uh, but I know a big complaint of the first game was that it was too easy. Mm-hmm. And so they definitely made this fight to where it could be a challenge. Uh, it kind of, for me, who was overprepared, I prepared, overprepared last time too, it more felt like just a slog for me. Like I was just, it was never ending. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I wouldn't have been as prepared as I was, I think I would have had to use a little bit more strategy and uh, that would have been cool. My See, that was me. Fate. I was not prepared. Yeah? I went into it thinking, well, I went into the entire last section of the game underprepared because I wasn't really thinking very hard and I just wanted to beat the game. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm done with this game. I just want to beat it. Um, and I let my pride get the best of me a little bit and ended up just like dying a lot over and over. And I thought, no, 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 I don't need to back out. Like, I don't need to, like, I could do this. I just need to get better. I just need to put on, like, I don't play Dark Souls, but I was like, I need to put on Dark Souls sort of mentality. <laughs> then eventually I was like, okay, fine. I need this one item or this one type of thing that helps you a lot. Because otherwise mm-hmm. I was severely limiting myself, as guess what, it, it, without spoiling what, <laughs> I, I'm sure people kind of know what I'm talking about, people who, who are there, but um, I... Just wasn't, I was just making my life, making it way harder for itself. And once I actually swallowed my pride, went back out, got the materials, came back, it was easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was totally fine. If you're thinking what I'm thinking of, this this might be spoiler. I want to say it, so if you don't want any spoilers, kind of be on the mind of that. But I think it's more of a tip, and I think it's good to know going in, is there is a device in the game that allows you to fast travel to basically anywhere by placing it mm-hmm. down and i strongly recommend having at least one of those yeah um, that's nice to have for going down to fight him because if you don't it's very <laughs> i can't imagine even trying uh, mm-hmm. to do that without that item uh, so keep that in mind um yeah well i definitely tried to yeah is that the thing i'm all right yeah but there's also i mean other things. I mean, we don't have to get I just, too far into it. I was just no, like, that's a no. Tip that, like, I just made it too hard for myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, my favorite Zelda uh, boss battle, I guess, was in Twilight Princess. And in that, you were changing the direction of your sword swings. And it, like, it got used a little bit in the game. It was a lot. Of, it was really cool. Uh, Skyward Sword, obviously, that's the whole gimmick, yeah. is you got to swing your sword the right direction. Um, but that felt so much more tactical than any other game that I've played so far in the Zelda series. Yeah. Uh, you were looking at Ganon in the way that he was standing and then swinging your sword. And it felt very much like you were actually sword fighting with the character. I agree. Um, that was cool. I would have loved a little bit more of that in this instead of just the um, traditional. Yeah. Um, there's there's kind of a gimmick in all Zelda games where you deflect and then hit. And uh, that was very present in this. And there's just, I don't know, it'd be cool to be a little bit more strategic with it. Um, mm-hmm. Twilight Prince just felt so good. I know people hate yeah. on that game. I love that game. I hope people don't hate that game. That game's awesome. Yeah. I do wonder, what are they going to do for another Zelda game? Like, do you make another Breath of the Wild? Or do you... I mean, they're just going to probably keep the formula up. I just don't know if they can really continue the same timeline or the same story. Like, I would almost wonder if they would be willing to try to remake a previous game, but then have it with the newer map slash style. You know what I mean? Like, Ocarina of Time, for example... For the time, felt somewhat open world. Obviously, it wasn't, but mm-hmm. like you still had to go from area to area, and it was pretty small. But like you could still run around Hy- Hyrule Field, and there were still secrets and still things to find. So yeah. I feel like I don't anticipate they'll do this per se, but it's just like an idea. Like maybe they would consider making another game like that, and then um, that's more storylined, but then have the open world aspect. I don't know how well it would work though. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. It is weird, though. They've kind of put themselves in a really weird position where they, like, struck Mm -hmm. gold, and then they struck gold for a second time, but for a third time, I don't know if they can. I don't know if that's how it works. I mean, they really succeeded in making Breath of the Wild better in Tears of the Kingdom. I just don't know where you... You meant that the other way around. Tears of the Kingdom... Wait, how did I say it? He said that Breath of the Wild is better than Tears of the Kingdom. And I would argue the opposite. Oh, but yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is. <laughs> they made Breath of the Wild better by in Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah. correct. Like that, they had yeah, Breath of the you're Wild, right. And then yes. they, they were able to improve upon that. Yes, and, uh, that is I don't know how you improve upon Tears of the Kingdom. I hope True. they don't try. I don't know. Uh, I think Basically, the past, you bring up another game timeline. Yeah. Like the past th- and do it a Dark World could be cool. I just think, like, the problem with... I've talked about it already a lot. I think Tears of the Kingdom conceptually is amazing and in a lot of ways is so amazing, right? Obviously. It's just like it's so weak when it comes to um, it's combat. Mm-hmm. Like it makes up in combat by trying to give you really creative ways to kill enemies with like physics and items and stuff, um, which I guess is cool. But for me, I don't know. For me, I didn't really. I still like don't the care about Zonai stuff. I got through that whole yeah. game just not caring about. No, Zonai. and so basically, I guess um, I don't know. It'd be whereas like previous Zelda games, it's always like the combat slash gameplay in general is always 
improved upon with the more items you get. Whereas that's just not a thing in Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. Like there aren't just big staple items that you get, you know, besides yeah. like the Master Sword. Um, but besides that, you already have, like you can make a bow, you already have bows, a shield, you don't get anything else, really. <laughs> I mean, you get plethora of weapons, but they all operate in a similar way. It's not like it unlocks gameplay. I don't know, I'm thinking so much of like boomerangs. Like boomerangs or grappling hooks are used in previous Zelda games. Like they make yeah. gameplay so much more fun. But then I just don't know if that can be something that can be adopted into that style of Tears in the Kingdom. I don't know. I have no clue. Obviously, they're not trying to let Zelda die. <laughs> like obviously, <laughs> they're trying to push that franchise. So I'm am yeah. genuinely quite curious to see what they're trying. A to dark do next. world or just a different land in general would be cool. <gasps> yeah. And then like you said, bringing items into it to where like mm-hmm. you have this open world, but it opens up more the more items that you get would be fun um yeah like a more classic zelda yeah yeah so you have this big open hyrule and then you know you get a boomerang and the boomerang does specific things mechanically and so that opens up more of the world for you yeah i think i think i just would like them to go back to a not pure open world style because that's basically what that is like i think the big world is really cool and being able to explore is really great but personally i do miss the that that concept of like well you can't actually go everywhere you need certain items you need to progress the story and then you can come back and it's really cool because you're like oh i recognize this thing i can go back to that one area and i can get something for it um it'd be cool if they went well, back to that i don't know storytelling that was really cool for a zelda game storytelling yeah, exactly. great in this <laughs> yeah especially yeah. going to breath of the wild i was like wow this is like actually fun to watch i actually care about these cutscenes. yeah i mean uh, playing Final Fantasy afterwards, I was like, man, Chief of the Kingdom suck. Terrible story, but really it's <laughs> yes. not. It's better than Breath of the Wild, and I do, I did care about the cutscenes. There's just, besides that, there's not Twilight much Princess there. That's that, okay. uh, a Square Enix partnership for Zelda would be really good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we can, we can move on. <laughs> sure. Uh, what have you, what have you been playing? So I actually beat two games this week, which is a nice. lot for me. I'm very, I'm not great at beating games. And so Especially beating two in one week. Exactly. Yeah. So I beat Breath of Fire 2. Um, so that was great. And I definitely <laughs> don't know how anyone beat this game growing up before an <laughs> emulator because I heavily save scummed some of those final battles and i needed to um and thankfully it ran rpg different than pokemon so pokemon for example um you can experience this if using an emulator of any kind is uh you a lot of the attacks and things that happen are sort of somewhat preset so if you say save before throwing a pokeball then and you don't catch the pokemon You'd think that you could reload your save and try again and you'd have like a different chance. But no, it, that's already set. Um, and same okay. if like a Pokemon's going to get a crit or whatever. Like as long as we're going to do that same move, like then it'll always crit. So like you can't really do a lot, tons of saves coming in Pokemon um, in that way. Uh, whereas in Breath of Fire 2, I could just save in the middle of a turn and the enemy could just randomly hit any one of those attacks. And so if I got hit by the really big bad attack, I could just reload and then just hope that time he does a different attack. And a lot of times that would work and I would just slowly make my way through. Um, 
yeah, Breath of Fire 2 was really fun. I liked it. I might consider trying another Breath of Fire game. I It just kind of does make me sad, though, that it's a, it's a dead franchise, right? I actually looked up, because I was like, how many Breath of Fires actually are there? So there's technically six. The fifth one, I think, came out on... I don't remember when, but it, it's been like over 10 years, like well over 10 years. Like it's been a while since there's been, since Breath of Fire 5. Like I want to say it might have even been before 2010. I could be wrong. Maybe it was 2010. Long time though. And then they made Breath of Fire 6 in 2016, but they tried to make it an MMORPG, which failed because they closed servers a year later. November 14, 2002. Yeah, okay, I was going to say, it was a long time ago. I didn't even remember. It was that long ago. 2002. years ago. So, like, imagine that. You have... It, it just, like, sounds like... I think just, like, the history of the fire was, is just kind of, like... It's like Horizon is now. In such a way where it's actually a really good series, but it's just constantly overshadowed by other really good similar series. Because I think Breath of Fire was coming around the same time as Final Fantasy. A lot of those really big Final Fantasy games... Um, so obviously it's going to get overshadowed in that way. Another really good JRPGs. So again, like Breath of Fire 5 comes out to 2002, right? The next game doesn't come out until 2016. And I think, you know, if I was a Breath of Fire fan at the time, I'd probably be pretty excited. Oh my gosh, they're bringing back a, a, a franchise that I, that I like. But no, they'd make an MMORPG, which they definitely just shouldn't do. Maybe they thought For it was Android. cool at the time. Yeah. I'm kind of reading through real quick. Which is really weird. And then servers <laughs> literally close a year later. Like, it, it would only oh. took a year for it to close down, which is so bad. So, of course, it's like, that was like their shot of trying to resurrect the franchise. They chose the wrong option. And then they, and they literally for probably it. So thought, eh, no one likes Breath of Fire anymore. Basically, and, uh, that's man, the. We made a bad game. <laughs> exactly. And which is so depressing. So. Capcom, man, Capcom frustrates me. Some of their, a lot of their games I do like, but they're all dead franchises. So, Okami is Carter also Trigger. part of that. Chrono Trigger really needs to be revitalized. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Capcom is like, can you please make games that I enjoy and remake the games that I enjoy? But no, they just are like, Street Fighter! And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, we like Street Fighter, but I just, I don't know. So I'm always looking path. at... You can make, like, we need more Octopath games. Like, if you can make a Breath of Fire in yeah. the style of Octopath, oh or my make Chrono gosh. Trigger in the style of Octopath. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be like, I don't really necessarily want, like, the new games RPGs. I want yeah. old school Octopath yeah. style RPGs. Yeah, just games. a little bit of a revamp. Just a little bit of a, yeah, that'd be really great. So, Actually, anyway. Echo, Chain of Echoes would be a really great art style for yeah. Breath of Fire. I think it'd be really great. So so anyway, I beat Breath of Fire 2. And then I also finally beat Patch Quest. Finally. <laughs> and it's so annoying because that game is just hard. So I was finally... There were a lot of times where I was like really, really enjoying it. But I was like, but I don't want to enjoy it this much because I want to beat the game. I'm not trying to like... <laughs> Like, I'm sh still trying to accomplish a goal here, and my goal is to complete the game. I can't just go and do runs and just have fun. Obviously, you you actually could. But, like, I, in my mind, I was like, no, I need to, like, beat this game. And, of course, the how long it to beat time online 
Granted, I think only a couple people had put it in, but it said like 10 hours and it definitely took me closer to 20. I don't think it took me 20, but it took me over, it took me over 15. I want to say it took me like 16 or 17 hours to beat. So that was annoying because that just made me feel like I was really bad at the game. I was like, really? Like other people are just beating this in like (laughs) almost half the time. That's crazy. Um, But I finally beat it and there actually is a true secret ending kind of thing and i did not go for it because i was like again i just want to beat the game i want to get the credits roll so i could count it and back out golf and that's what i did even though it was very anticlimactic like it's so it's not even really a secret ending the true ending is incredibly obvious like what you're supposed to do but it's just like so much more work and i also after i beat the game was looking i was like okay because again back out golf um, just a f- you know fun little game we play here um, on the Geeks and Grey staff. Some of us do. So one of the rules is so if you beat a game, you get minus one point. And obviously it's golf, so you want less points. So that's a good thing. But you can actually get one more point knocked off if you complete the game. So like Steam getting all the achievements, for example. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at these achievements. And I'm like, this game would literally take probably like 50 hours to complete for a almost 20 hour games to beat like it's like you know collect all the monsters there's little pins that you can collect like every plant in the world you can pin and like use it for stuff which is cool right but like one of the achievements is to get all of them one of the achievements is to reveal the entire map which is huge obviously get the true ending is one of them um so i was like yeah i don't think i'm ever gonna complete this game like maybe if i feel like playing this game every once in a while i could but that's just i don't think it's happening patchwork is very fun i definitely do i do recommend it um but it is it's just it is hard i and i almost there was one boss i did have to beat and i almost died and i would have been so mad i was literally at one hit point trying to you need to like lasso the monsters in order to catch them somewhat akin to pokemon rangers like you need to circle them but you need to make sure you're not getting hit when you circle them and lasso them because then your lasso breaks and i was trying to lasso this guy and i had to lasso him like five times which is way more than i normally have to and it was doing all these attacks and i was losing my mind because it took so long to get there and I did not want to do it again. And so I'm really grateful that I, that I, that I got it. And so that I won. Um, but now I'm trying to sort of sort out my backlog and try to figure out what game I'm going to play next. It's either going to be Tunic or um, I have a couple of games. I have Beacon Pines, Later Alligator. I, I have options. I just need to choose one. And I do need to choose one. And I do need to do it. Or start playing Final Fantasy 15 again. <laughs> Which is what yes. I told myself I would play again until my husband was like, no, you're going to play Breath of Fire 2. So now I'm done with that. I can do what I want. I'm free. Um, I, yeah. I'm torn between playing Final Fantasy 15 next or um, Forbidden West. Oh, I see. And I need to finish Forbidden West, too. Yeah. Oh, man. I really loved Ugh. Horizon Zero Dawn. And I haven't played Forbidden West yet. So I don't know. I started Forbidden West and I can kind of assure you if you were to just start forbidden west and play it for you know on and off for a week you're probably gonna get farther than me because i started it and then almost immediately like still in the first area stopped playing and again it's not because the game's bad 
just at the time I was like not yeah. feeling the open world thing. Um, and yeah, honestly, I'm still not. I don't know what it came out with, but it came out with something that overshadowed it. Was it Final Elden Fantasy Ring. Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. Yep. Yep. Just like Breath of Fire, I was always something overshadowing it, which is yep. so unfortunate. Um, anyway, that's what I've been playing, though. Cool. We'll get into the gaming news then. Uh, something pretty big. Uh, we heard rumors of this in the past. I don't know if we reported on the rumors very well. Um, we try to we try to stay from like more rumor stuff. And this is weird because it doesn't actually have like a source besides IGN. IGN mm-hmm. is saying there are reports, um, but Nintendo is reportedly planning to release its next gen console, um, so a Switch Two, in 2024. Uh, and the reason that these reports are coming out are leaks of from developers. Um, mm-hmm. that are getting dev kits so pretty concrete uh yeah this is the most concrete i think we've seen so far especially mm-hmm. with a date or not literally a date but a very rough estimate date yeah. is is pretty crazy a couple I... things it has an led screen and not an oled um mm-hmm. i guess it's just serve uh, safe power mm-hmm. yeah and then um it will have it will be undockable like the switches um, and then there are no reports whether or not it'll be backwards compatible. I would think that it would be, but no Nintendo. I really hope so. Probably isn't. Um, I'm gonna be so mad. Like that's the yeah. that's the scary thing with um, these new games. Or sorry, not these new games. Well, sure, yes, new games, but new consoles specifically. Like I was really grateful that it was really quite easy to be able to transfer my PS4 games over to my PS5. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did also get a disc version of PS5, one that made it a little bit easier, but two, I was just able to load all my games onto an external SSD. And I just have that external SSD plugged into my PS5 and I run all my PS4 games from there because they're PS4 games and they really don't slow down at all, like extra. So it, I was really grateful to be able to do that, um, being able to play those PS4 games on PS5. Um, or upgrade some of those PS4 games to the PS5 version if they if there is an upgradable version. But I just don't know if I trust Nintendo to make it that easy. In fact, I think they'd probably make it really complicated. And I, especially in this era where a lot of people are just buying digital and people are being encouraged to buy digital. They make it really easy to buy digital with the mm-hmm. eShop and, and with bonuses, digital bonuses, pre-order bonuses, making it like super desirable to get digital i would just be so mad console forever yeah, yeah i would just be really mad if they one if you couldn't use physical cartridges on the new thing right because then Everybody like i would just be mad if it wasn't yeah okay yeah uh not necessarily switch cartridges right yeah so, i just <laughs> i would be so upset if i couldn't play any Switch games on it, and it would be really, really annoying if I couldn't transfer any of my um, digital versions. Like, I do own quite a few of my games physically, but I know tons of people don't, especially those who own a Switch Lite. And um, actually, I don't remember if... No, Switch Lite just can't dock. I think Switch Lites can take cartridges, but a lot of people just buy digital. It's, like, way easier. So if you're not going to make it so people can hold on to those digital copies and those digital games, then... That's really scary. <laughs> I don't like that at Common all. Common sense tells me that they would make it all backwards compatible, and then it's just kind of a, like a stronger, beefier switch. Um, 
but what I know of Nintendo tells me. <laughs> yeah, like... None of that's going to happen, and if you want to play your old games, it's going to cost you money somehow. Yeah, and yeah, it's just so concerning, because what I was grateful for with the Wii was that you could just play GameCube games, and it was not a problem at all. Like, and But mm-hmm. that back then... Most games were still physical, especially GameCube games were pretty much all physical. And Wii U, you could play Wii games. Yeah, exactly. So they have respected the backwards compatibility in the past. It's just now I think it's, I think they've done some backsliding. I think it's gotten worse, especially with like the NSO. I don't know. I'm just scared. Plus, I know theoretically things are pointing to this being sort of a Switch 2 or Switch Pro or a different you know, a Switch but better kind of thing. And, you know, it still could be, but I just know Nintendo loves their weird little gimmicks and part of me is scared they're going to throw some another weird gimmick thing in here and that's going to make it really hard to have backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Which, again, they were, they were able to make it work with the Wii that you just plug in a GameCube controller and boom, you're good. So I'm hoping it'll be the same thing. You could just plug in your Pro controller and it'll just work, but I just don't know. Um, and you know, for me, I don't really care about the OLED screen not being there because I hardly ever, ever play handheld anyway. I oh, am yeah. usually docked, but I know tons of people are the opposite. I'm very tons undocked. Of... Yeah, but exactly. I also don't really care about the screen if I'm playing that close up to my face. Like if okay. I want to play it in its glory, then I plug it into my TV. Sure. Um, yeah. So like, I don't necessarily need it to look nice if I'm handheld. I just want it to like run games and 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 not have to use cloud versions and mm-hmm. maybe better UI in the menu, maybe customizable UI in the menu, maybe some more quality of life things. I feel like I'm asking for very simple things, but Nintendo is Nintendo. So. Most of the it's I don't know how much heavier I could go for a Switch, but I literally it's so thin I could probably go with it being twice as thick, and it would still feel yeah. okay in the hand. I, I have huge hands, so honestly, I would like it bigger if at all possible. <laughs> yeah. uh, those Joy Cons, like were a PS5 so... controller is, you know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just the Joy Cons. Like I have third-party ones now, right? I've off-brand that fit my hands better, but the Joy Cons originally, I'm like, my hands are like cramping. Like my hands are too big for this. The Pro yeah, controllers, especially if trying to play awesome. on one of them as like a yeah. sideways. Like, there's no way. No way. It's there's no. Way. It's like <laughs> so small on my hands. I do still love the Pro Controller. I use my Pro Controller primarily as my controller if I have my Steam Deck docked um, mm-hmm. on the TV. So when I was playing Breath of Fire, for example, I was using the Pro Controller. And when I was playing Patch Quest, I would use oh, the nice. Pro Controller as well. And that was really nice. And I so I hope, you know, that continues. If they want to make an even better Pro Controller, go for it. But I'm, I'm really, <laughs> I really like their Pro Controller. So I'm hoping they could at least use that still again like ps5 you can still use a ps4 controller if you want for some games so Mm -hmm. i would i'm like i love my ps5 controller exactly that ps5 controllers are also really great i like them both i think uh they're both really good controllers um i use my ps5 controller to play xbox games on my pc (laughs) (laughs) you heathen (laughs) you cheater you love it that's really funny (laughs) um yeah i just uh and I really, really do hope, though, again, I'm not a big handheld person, but I need them to not have drifty controllers. Like, yeah. My Procon my Procon has not drift, and I almost want to knock on wood, make sure it doesn't start drifting, because I know some people do have drifty Joy-Cons, but, um, or Procons, 
the Joy-Cons need to not, like, because I just, it's the worst, right? It's just the worst. Simply, <laughs> it is. They need to fix it. Or they need to make it way easier to fix on your own. Like, I know the newest PS5 controller has, like, it's, it's like modules, right? You can, like, take it out really easily and replace it. And, like, yes, you still have to pay money for that. But it's, like, pretty cheap overall. And it is completely fixable. And so you can just get one controller. If it starts, stops working, you can just replace that one piece that's not working, making it a lot better. Um, same with the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck actually is... Uh, also mostly modular you can there's a lot of fixable buttons i actually have one button that kind of can't be fixed that's broken but i've been able to work around it because there's so many buttons on the back for accessibility that i've been able to use one of those and it's been really great so again cool. i'm open for accessibility because again universal design allows it so accessible options aren't just you know obviously they're meant for those who really need it and it's great for them, but the, the great thing about universal design is that it also helps people who aren't necessarily needing it. It's just better for everybody. So better design of the controller or specifically Joy-Con. I would love, or maybe they get rid of the idea entirely. Maybe there's something else they're planning. Maybe they got something like, maybe they're doing good to do the thing where like those weird, um, I think they do it with like phone controllers where it's like you slide it on and then you can slide it off and then mash it together. That becomes just one <laughs> controller. Uh, I wonder if they would do that. I don't know. I I'm curious, but I'm also not necessarily like hyped. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I think I'm just pessimistic about it. But I am very cautiously interested. Knowing that I'm definitely still just going to get one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, sure. we'll see how excited I am about it. I don't know. <laughs> Need more info. Our next piece of news is something that's going to be only for a few of our listeners, um, but still pretty cool, I think, overall, and that is Final Fantasy XIV. It's getting a facelift. It's getting a major graphics update. Um, I believe it said that it's going to be um, available on Xbox in 4K. Oh my gosh. played Final Fantasy XIV is a pretty crazy leap. The game is quite old. I played it a couple years ago, and it still looked like an old PS3 game. Um, yeah. And that's probably worthwhile. I mean, they want to really continue the longevity of this of this game. Like, tons of people still play this game. So mm -hmm. they probably want to look like a more modern game. That's totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I thought this quote was interesting um, from one of the um, people working on it. Uh, we're really taking care that you'll look at your updated character and won't say, oh, that's really not what I expected at all. Uh, which goes to show just how much more detail is going to be going into the game, uh, that your characters could look that much different, that you might not like it, uh, that that's even a possibility. So, um, exactly, yeah. I think that's really, really neat. And the biggest thing, too, is that uh, I didn't really think about this until I saw the article about how difficult it would be, but they're putting this all in engine, um, or not necessarily in engine, but in, in the MMO itself. So, you know, mm -hmm. the easy thing to do would be remaster this game. Yeah, and then say you gotta make new accounts. Maybe some yes. new stuff will like yeah. pop over. Destiny well, trying to do a like, whole thing. Yeah, and this will all be within the actual MMO, so that your characters and everything that you were already playing is safe, um, mm -hmm. and you don't have to like leave it behind. And that's a pretty crazy feat, pretty impressive feat. So, um, yeah, I didn't love playing it. I don't like those kind of MMOs, but uh, 
I'll definitely, I'm like, just... I'm very curious on how it'll all look, at least. Yeah, there'll tons. There'll be tons of people who love it. I'm sure tons. Of, people won't stop playing it for sure. Like after yeah. this, people aren't going to stop playing it. But I don't know. I'm most... Joe Morgan. He used to podcast with us. He uh, he said it's his favorite Final Fantasy game uh, story wise. So, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy, especially because it's still yeah. going. Like they keep putting new expansions. They keep making yeah. more story. So I'm like, is it still good? I hope so. It's got a farming <laughs> simulator. Crazy. That's one thing we were playing Tears of the Kingdom, and as much as you have to forage everything, I was mad that they don't have a farming simulator in Tears of the Kingdom, because like that'd be perfect. How nice would it be to have a little house and then build a little farm and then be able to plant the stuff that you need so you don't have to forage it all the time? That'd be amazing. I wish you could actually do stuff in your house. Even in the first game, you could at least put up yeah. like weapons and shields and stuff. Like there's ways mm-hmm. for you to hang your items on the wall but now there's just a house that the game doesn't even register or acknowledge you owning it's like no this is zelda's this is all (laughs) zelda's house this isn't your house why are you here like what's i I never really truly understood the point of being able to like have a home and not being able to do anything with it besides sleep in the bed that is the only thing you can do it's like the only time i would ever really go there is if I could conveniently hop over there, I would use like the teleporter if I had it and nap in case I needed, like <laughs> if I was in desperate need of healing. But even then I would usually just eat items instead. Um, if I needed to kill time, like if I needed it to be daytime or nighttime, I, I would sleep there. But otherwise, like there's no point, <laughs> which is kind of depressing, <laughs> actually. Um, I really Did you see... wish there was more there. Again, mild spoilers. You may want to skip ahead like 30 seconds. There is a... Um house new house you can build that's modular in the game oh. but and you can hang stuff and you can put up paintings and things oh i didn't um, know why are you i don't think they're paintings i think they're pictures you take with the camera um, oh neat. it was very not worth my time so i haven't done it yeah i don't think it'd be worth mine either i just kind of was yeah. like if i already have it why can't i do it yeah kind of upsetting I, my wife said she can't believe that I have the audacity to, to like want to add something to this game because it's already so big. And that's that's fair. But if you're going to make me forage things, I should be able to have a little farm to not have to forage things anymore because I hate foraging so much. Yeah, I the game is so huge with so much content, yet there is still a lot of quality of life stuff they can improve on. Yeah, definitely. Again, I don't think the game's perfect and people may get mad at me, but it's not. So, sorry. Uh, <laughs> not to back up, back off the tangent. We'll get out of gaming. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To the movies. Uh, I saw a couple movies. A couple uh, big movies. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Um, <laughs> we, we did, did not. It. So Shelly, you were talking about like I should see you know how many people go from Oppenheimer to Barbie. Uh, I didn't actually. So we watched them the same day, but we ate between movies. Actually, um, think that's probably for the best. Get yes. a little bit of time to process to like take care of yourself and then go back into another movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Was really nice because we had dinner and then we were able to talk about Oppenheimer as the first one we watched yes. over dinner. Yes. Instead of going straight from movie to movie. I think that's probably uh, good. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's a three hour movie. Yeah, jeez. Double features are hard enough. Like, you're going to go watch Oppenheimer. It's a, it's a tough one. I, people said it's really hard to just compare the two movies, and I totally understand that way more now. Um, you have Christopher Nolan, who does an amazing job directing, mm-hmm. and there's no CGI in the movie. Uh, there are these amazing effects that 
they are more amazing knowing that they're not CGI. I don't know how beautiful they would have been to me if I didn't, hadn't known that. Um, but you go from that to Barbie, which is also a lot of fun and really cool. Um, but there's literally like cartoon clouds coming off of a car. <laughs> yes. So like, it's there's such different movies, um, not just in tone, but in like the way that they were made. It almost felt like having two different. It, it almost like I wasn't watching two movies. They were two different mm-hmm. experiences altogether. Um, Oppenheimer is as um, dramatic and bleak as you would imagine it. Um, yeah. It definitely is like unsettling. Uh, it has made me ask a lot of questions about atom bombs and hydrogen bombs and how many there are still uh, in the world and who has what. And Man. <laughs> um also, just, like, the fact that uh, there, there's a point in the movie where uh, they talk about, is it spoilers of his history? Uh, there are dangers. There were dangers with this atom bomb that it could ignite the atmosphere. And they said it was almost zero chance, but that was the math, and they wouldn't know unless they tried it. Ugh. And so, like, there so are humans stressful. out there that literally, like, there was a less than, like, one chance, but there was still a chance that they could have lit our entire atmosphere off and, like, destroyed the planet. Yeah. And they got clear, like, someone allowed them to do that. People shouldn't be allowed to do things. <laughs> um, I think you're right. It's just, like, from a Christian standpoint, um, like, it would be literally what we deserve. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do stupid things uh, that are literally um, to cause evil, basically. Yeah. Um, whether you want to say, like, it was justified or not. like True. It's still yes. not to do biblical things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We could have just lit our atmosphere on fire. That's, and we did it anyways. It's crazy to me. Um, mm-hmm. People are... Humans are not wise. They may be smart super smart but not wise yeah i agree um barbie on the other hand uh a lot of goofy fun and uh also really made you like think yeah about yourself it's not what you think it is yeah yeah i have a friend and they were like i'm not not interested in barbie at all it's gonna be a kid show about barbie dolls um and I was like, you will be. it's so much more than that. It's so self-aware, which I thought so, was really interesting. It's so good. <laughs> like, it's very clearly not made by Mattel. Like, it's almost like they made a movie and brought it to Mattel. And I'm sure Mattel had a lot of They decided more. to make fun of themselves. A lot. Yeah. Um, and critique themselves about how they haven't. Um, you know, they had this mission uh, to kind of like... Uh, free women uh in a lot of ways and they they hadn't they actually like did the opposite for for some people um, yeah for them to like admit that in the movie and then um to try to you know have a message that kind of corrects that in a way was really really interesting um but yeah, yeah I thought... it's like i was just gonna say it's a it's a movie where i don't know i keep seeing these reviews where people are just like, it's just woke, and it's just, it's like misandry, and it's all this. I'm like, 
y'all need to think with a couple more brain cells when you watch this movie because you're just watching, you're just taking in exactly what you see on the screen and not thinking any further than this. This is Mm -hmm. a movie where you think you could just turn your brain off and consume, but it's actually not. You You actually have to think through it a little bit. And especially what's happening on screen isn't always what's like actually being, you know, implied or what's, what's actually going on. Like what's going on the screen isn't always exactly what's going on. You know what I mean? So it's so sad that to me that people are like totally missing that. But um, like I hear those critiques and it almost feels like someone was given the synopsis of the movie instead of actually watching it. I agree. <laughs> I'm like, did you watch the same movie? Like, yeah. If you were telling me the movies about, you know, um, Barbie taking over, like rescuing the world from, from manliness, um, then that would seem very woke, but that's not what the movie is. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's about, being enough which the kenneth thing is really interesting but i thought that was interesting too is like I, that's where i got that thing the kenneth was cool but like that was the message for the women that i saw at least too is like um you don't have to be all of these things you can just be exactly just like i thought that's so that's why i say i think this is like one of the most feminist movies i've ever seen because it's not trying to say hey you're a woman and therefore you must be in power to do all these great and amazing things. Like definitely do be in power to do that if you would like to, but you also don't need to go that far. Like just yeah. you existing you just... is, is good enough. Like, and I think mm-hmm. that's a really good message. I like that a lot. Um, and the same thing kind of goes with like, you know, they call out the like, you know, body, you know, image stuff too. Yeah. And they kind of, you know, address that as well saying like, Hey, same vein, you're enough. You're just fine. The way you are like, if you want to go become the president, go and become the president. If you want to just stay at home and, and eat ice cream and uh, <laughs> read a book, you can just do that. Like, I thought that was really yeah. great. <laughs> um, I don't know. All great messaging. And again, um, again, you just kind of like have to like, there's just some nuance to some of the things that happen. I'll, I, I could talk more, but I don't want to spoil. That's yeah. just really good. <laughs> um, we actually had to, LJ hopefully cut it out. Because uh, I was talking and I just started spoiling it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I could talk about the movie for a while, I think. It's really, really good. Um, Sweet. <laughs> I would say definitely watch both. You don't have to watch them both in the same day like I did. but Yeah, it um, seems like a lot. Definitely both worth watching, I think. I think Oppenheimer and that story is really important, too. It is rated R, Oppenheimer is, so could I be aware of that? Um, yeah. There is some nudity and stuff in it. Um, there's also the destruction of Earth. So <laughs> There's some intense awesome. things going on in that movie. Um, and it's funny. I'll actually be watching uh, TMNT before Oppenheimer because I got tickets oh, for wow. TMNT for okay. August 2nd. So um, nice. I'll probably, I'll, I'll still, I'm still planning on watching Oppenheimer like in theaters. I just don't know when. But uh, I'm guaranteed yeah, to watch TMNT. Watch it in theaters. Yeah. Just from yeah, the cinematic standpoint, excited. the stuff that they do is crazy. Um, yeah. Have you watched any other movies this week um i haven't watched any new movies but i did watch signs just because of all the all the alien stuff <laughs> can you talk about like that that hearing and everything um had some friends we were talking about it and we we're talking about signs uh and they hadn't seen signs so we decided to watch it with them um and that movie is just really good it's just a really good movie mm-hmm. i know some people think it's sort of when m night Shyamalan starts to kind of go on a downward spiral with his movies but i honestly i really like science i like it a lot and honestly i think i like it even better 
um, each time I watch it. I've only watched it a couple times, but every time I watch it, I think I appreciate it a little bit more, especially the acting. Like, I think this time around, I really appreciate the acting, especially my husband being a teacher. The kids in the film are the same age that he teaches, um, are roughly the same age, right? Sort of elementary grade level. And he's just like, wow, like these kid actors are so good. They do really just act like kids of that age going through grief. Like that's just how they act. Like they're not necessarily bouncing around all the time, but the way they talk and the way that they're sort of like deadpan all the time, like you can tell they're like going through something. So um, yeah, it's really good. Um, I don't really know what more to say about other than watched it. My church actually had, we had a copy of it at church because of the, the doubt that the main character has and, it's like uh, a very christian movie yes. it's an incredibly christian movie and i think if anything um so i don't think it's spoiler to say the movie is about um like aliens there's aliens right and the main character he um was a reverend um but he has sort of given up the faith at the beginning of the movie so people like still call him like father um, but he's like, don't call me father. I'm not, yeah. I'm not like Christian anymore. Like I'm not that. So um, sort of seeing his sort of how his faith sort of grows and how his family reacts to like all this news going on with like, oh, are there aliens stuff like happening on the news? Um, it's a really good story. It's really well acted, really well written. It's just a really good movie. I think the only weakness really is like the, there's some, there's a little bit of CGI. Um, but it's really not the emphasis at all. Uh, but yeah. some people might think it looks a little dorky. And sure, maybe it does. But, you know, it's a little bit of a... That's a little bit of a product of its time. For the most part, they really don't rely on it a lot. Um, just like one it's part or two. It's an older movie, yeah. It is an older movie. But I definitely recommend watching it. Um, I'm not one for scary movies. Like, very pointedly, I'm not a scary movie person. This movie <laughs> is a thriller. Kind of, It's a little bit more suspenseful. Um, but there's no, like, gore. So, um, for me, that's kind of something where it's like, I don't like watching gore in scary movies. I don't like watching horror. This definitely isn't horror. It's definitely more of a thriller, kind of suspenseful. So I'd really recommend watching it. It is on Max, HBO Max, I should say. Um, so I just recommend watching it. Um, and tell us what you think, because I just think it's a really great movie. Yeah. Uh, we will get into the movie news then. Perfect. So, yeah. So, um, just a couple things here. We have a another Spice Kids coming out. I think it's going to be on Netflix, and it's called um, Spy Kids. I think Armageddon. I think that's what it's called. Yep, that's what it's called. Yes. Yep. Um, totally new reboot, right? Totally new family. Totally new kids. Totally new scenario. Things are happening, but definitely keeping sort of the spirit of. What I think Spy Kids was intended to be. It looks like what Spy Kids was intended to be. Just like a fun movie for kids. Where the, the parents are spies. And the kids are like trying to help find their parents. Um, and to do that they have to kind of. Learn how to be a spy in some ways. <laughs> what throws me off. Is I so heavily associate Spy Kids. With terrible terrible CGI. Mm-hmm. That the CGI here is so decent. It's not even like amazing. But it's so good in comparison that it I like can't even like it's hard for me to like compare it to Spy Kids original. <laughs> yeah, they should have the director for Quantumania to do it. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> Freaking Mr. Electric was in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not actually, but basically. Um 
like essentially so uh that would actually be better than it should be (laughs) it's more accurate than it no you're right but uh i think that's kind of fun we need us we needed a spy kids for this generation and now we're getting one and i hope it's just kind of fun and wholesome and silly like the first one was like it doesn't need to be anything else really it just kind of needs to be like like i don't even know if i'll watch it per se because it 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 is meant for kids (laughs) like super obviously meant for kids but the trailer looked cute. The trailer looked like it has all the heart of what the original was trying to go for. So I appreciate that. Hopefully it's uh, actually good and not like literally just awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so the Spy Kids movie, we also have just a, uh, all of these Spider-Man movies are getting delayed. Um, and we actually have like a fairly comprehensive list of a lot of them that are happening because um, we already know about the two Spider-Verse movies. Or, sorry. Mm-hmm. We already know about at least the next Spider-Verse movie. Um, and I think there's even going to be a spinoff. Both of those are delayed. We also got Venom 3. We already know about Craven the Hunter as well. So both Venom 3 and Craven the Hunter are going to be taking place in that sort of... The Venomverse, or whatever they're calling it. That villain universe. Um, we also yeah. got one, um, Madam Web. Really, that was supposed to come out fall of this year, but it's a, now it's supposed to be next year, early next year, um, which is kind of crazy. So that's actually going to be the first female-led um, Spider-Man movie, I believe, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I think, uh, yeah, Dakota Johnson's going to be in it and Sydney Sweeney, which is really freaking cool of them because they are awesome. Um. There's going to be, let's see, another one. There's a lot of just, like, untitled movies that's like, oh, supposedly there's going to be a movie. Um, we already know, yeah, but on Spider-Verse is delayed. Tom Holland sequels, they're probably eventually happening, but they're delayed. El Muerto is on this list that I'm looking at, but I'm pretty sure El Muerto got straight up canceled, so. Yeah, I think so. We also have a Silk movie, Silk Spider Society movie coming out, um, which is cool. I think Silk is super neat um and she kind of like could totally benefit from her own movie i'm actually surprised silk hasn't shown up in any of the spider-first movies like as a kind of pivotal character i'm really surprised by that but anyway uh gonna be a spider-man noir series that's also in development um all right i think i already mentioned spider-verse spinoff that's in development black cat's getting a movie silver sable's getting a movie Nightwatch is possibly getting a movie (laughs) Jackpot is possibly getting a movie. Um, just a lot. These are. Yeah, that's I. I don't know about all of those, especially I don't know if they're especially if some of those are in the Venomverse. I heavily doubt they're. I, I think they're probably going to be canceled. <laughs> I think it's very likely some of those really far off ones like are probably just going to get canceled eventually because Venomverse just is not doing well. Craven is not going to do well. I already know it. Obviously, Morbius did not do well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of unfortunate. Spider-Man's cool. But that's just, it's just, like, crazy to think how many different Spider-Verse... Sorry. <laughs> different Spider-Man things are happening because you got MCU, Spider-Man, you got the Venomverse, and then you also have Spider-Verse. Like, that's just a lot. And then besides that, totally disconnected from all those... You also have the Spider-Man games. And thankfully, Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2 is not delayed. That one's still coming out soon. <laughs> That's what we another one I need to catch up on. I haven't played a Spider-Man game yet. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I finally beat Miles Morales so this year. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's what we have for movies, though. Not a ton of thought. Not a ton of stuff. Cool. Well, we will get into TV then. Um, 
I finished Secret Invasion. It yep, is how'd you like it? Definitely the weekest of the series. LJ's been like, it's not that bad. I'm really enjoying it. And I was like, uh, yeah, it, like it wasn't terrible. It just was the weakest of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's a bad That's not show, good. Necessarily. That's not yeah. good for a finale. You want that to be the strongest or one of the strongest. Right. That is I, not good. I think a whole, what this show could have been is a crazy Mission Impossible face off. Like, you don't really know who's who. Uh, in Black Widow, they had these face things that could like change your mm-hmm. face. And so there could have been this whole thing of like, nobody knows who anyone is. Uh, because they're all like, right, yeah, changing. And there's a couple of like reveals that are really cool and kind of change the narrative a little bit of the whole MCU. Um, but honestly, like it doesn't matter, and it's in a realm of Marvel that no one really cares about right now, mm-hmm. um, just because there is like all this multiverse stuff happening. Uh, and so it's kind of this is the grounded stuff, even though it has aliens, and it's just kind of like. Meh. Okay. Um, I think they should have had a lot more fun with it. I think they could have gotten crazy with this. And instead, it feels very rushed. Um, so sad. That's unfortunate for Samuel Jackson, because uh, it is his first lead role uh, in a Marvel movie, or Marvel show. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it could have been really good for him, too. Because he does great. His acting is always amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't written very creatively would have been a show that would have worked back with like like way way back probably yeah uh, Civil, winter soldier era yeah that show would have hit probably just knowing yeah. kind of like obviously i'm not watching the show or i haven't but hearing some things about the show i think it would have been really interesting back then yeah it could have been crazy um i don't think the reveals would have been as big of a deal but um especially if you had like all the hydra stuff and then you had roles like in with hydra and with yeah that'd be crazy you really can't trust anyone then like super can't trust anyone that'd be yeah that like oh my gosh no one is who they who they seem but it was just kind of meh unfortunately um we're gonna talk about loki season two in a minute um and that i think will bring everyone back on track but as of right now it's just kind of yeah the other thing i've been watching is witcher so i got one more episode and um it, it feels like the death of a show so we'll uh Aww. we'll see i got one more episode like i said uh and um i don't know i really feel like is it liam hemsworth it's what hemsworth i can't remember which hemsworth is joining it on mm-hmm. um yep. i feel like maybe it's just because that actor i don't know very well but it almost feels like a budget cut in a lot of ways i just think of hunger games yeah, which okay. maybe isn't yeah. good because he's not. He's he's in Hunger Games, but he's really not that prominent at all, and he doesn't do much. Yeah, he kind of just stands there, and that's what he does in Hunger Games. Yeah. He just stands there. It's kind of because they made that winner that Witcher. I don't remember what it was called, but it was a prequel series, and it was bad. Uh, and so now you're bringing over like another Witcher. And it's kind of like, oh, we can't, it it feels very much like we can't afford Henry Cavill anymore, which I know probably isn't the case, but that's that's what it feels like. It's like, we need to go, like, cut budget on the show and not care about it as much anymore. Mm -hmm. Just too bad. I think they realize that it's not the next Game of Thrones, and so they're going to treat it as such. No, not everything can be Game of Thrones. In fact, only Game of Thrones can actually be Game of Thrones. Yeah. How's the Dragon was pretty close. 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was also Game of Thrones, but House of the Dragon was so good. Good. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I watched that show. That was a, uh, I was like, I'm never going to watch anything from Game of Thrones again because Game of Thrones last <laughs> season was so yeah. bad. And I caved. Then you watched that. The, I was glad that I did. <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've been watching. What have you been watching? Um, not much, but I did just, you know, every week I'm watching the next episode of My Adventures with Superman just because they release yes. weekly. And I definitely liked this last episode probably the best. I just Ooh, love how I need to watch it. Like quickly paced it is. <laughs> I just like how they're not doesn't really feel like they're wasting time with things. They're just like kind of go go going like there's actually like a story, there's you know character development, there's stuff happening, there's yeah. Um I just like it. again, like there's really not too much to be said. It's not like a deep show. Really it's just like it's almost like eye candy a little bit. Um but it's not just pure eye candy. It's not like literally just nice to look at. It is nice to look at. Although there was a pretty blatant animation error in this last episode, which was pretty funny to me. Uh, but then I thought about the Dragon Prince and how much worse the ones <laughs> animation uh, errors were in that show. And I thought, you know, what? no, this is fine. They can they can have one of these errors, I guess. Just hopefully it doesn't continue. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty blatant, though. Um, but yeah, I, I just like the... It's really kind of held forward by the characters. Um, there's not a ton of other stuff going on, but even like the villains, they have such cool designs. Like they don't just look like random mooks. Like all the villains have really cool designs. And I think that also, like all the character designs in the, in the whole show are just really cool, um, really nice. And they're all just, they're all characters. I think that's what's a really good part of the show is like every character feels very fleshed out. They all have flaws. They all have desires. They all have, like, you know, good things, bad things. They got development going. So, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a good show. And, again, there's only five episodes so far, and I really have no idea, like, how long the show is going to be or if there's going to be multiple seasons. Like, I have no clue. I've, I'm just going to ride the wave as long as I can because it's fun. And I definitely have to talk about it, especially because LJ's not here today. <laughs> I have to hold it down for <laughs> both of us because I know we both really like it. But, um yeah, no, good one. It's I, I really like this Superman. I really like this version of Superman. Um, I really like it in comparison to all those DC movies, especially. Like, he just feels like a true Superman. Like, he's just goody-two-shoes, like, so super clear moral compass, and is just willing to call out anybody else who's, like, not willing to follow that moral compass. He's like, hey, you can't do that. That's bad. Like, he's just willing to call <laughs> people out, which I think is awesome. Um and it does just make me want, like, and I know I'm so, I'm such a hypocrite because, like, I'm so tired of, like, universes and I'm tired of, like, all these crossovers. But, like, I low-key kind of want to see, like, a Batman in the show. Like, I kind of just want to see what a Batman yeah. would look like. <laughs> like, a cheesy little Batman. But uh, I don't expect that. This is a Superman show. And it probably is best if it just stays on its own turf, just in its own corner not connect to anything else it doesn't need to be made more complex in fact the simpler it is the better probably so i could yeah. see they do it like a, like an overly dark batman and just like, <laughs> as a like, juxtaposition with superman. In a lot of ways. oh my <laughs> gosh yeah that'd be that that'd be that'd be pretty amazing <laughs> but um no i again i just recommend it if you just kind of want like a nice easy watch that's still entertaining for sure it's still funny like it is a nice little funny show too um again it's on hbo max We'll get into the TV uh, news then. 
the first one I want to start with is it's like got a good and a bad to it, and that is that Lando, uh, that TV show, we didn't know if that was like actually happening or not. It is, and mm-hmm. uh, it is now going to be written by Donald Glover, and that's pretty cool news. I think Donald Glover will do uh, really well with it. Oh, totally. Justin Simeon, however, the person who was supposed to be writing the show uh, and hadn't been given an update since 2020, said that he was supposed to hold off, uh, was told, he says, some years ago, believes it was 2020, uh, he was he found out through social media. <laughs> That's just so wrong. Yeah. So wrong. Like, he could have been it's working okay. on it in his home just, like, for fun. He's thinking of all these ideas last few years. Um, like, even if you're not actively putting something on paper, like, if you're working on something that, that creative, you are constantly working on it, I feel like. And then to be told, oh, never mind, you know, everything that you've been thinking about, like, doesn't matter. It's not going to happen. You're fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no, like, we don't know why he it wasn't given a reason, like, on social media, why he was no longer given the job. Um, he had stepped away from it to direct Haunted Mansion, which is not doing great in theaters. Is it in theaters? I heard that it wasn't... Maybe it was reviews uh, that weren't good. Let me see. I don't know. Haunted Mansion release date. It was either not doing theaters or wasn't doing... Yeah, 28th. So it's 31st. It's only got a couple days, but it's not mm-hmm. getting great with reviews. Um, so that's unfortunate. But uh, I do think Donald Glover, given his um, running buildings and things that I've seen so far, uh, and given Lando the character... Um, I think that Donald Glover is probably perfect for that. Uh, plus, he'll be filled like he is Lando now. So, no, I think it'd be great. I love Donald Glover. Yeah. I trust him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the same vein, Disney Plus, we got the trailer for season two of Loki, uh, and basically, it is Loki like can't remember what they call it, but he's tripping out. His whole body's doing a thing because the space-time continuum is broken. He's got to go fix it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think he can fix it, so hopefully he can just, like, fix himself, I guess. Uh, he, needs the one those really- wrist- he needs one of those bracelets from uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, and then he'll be fine. It's literally <laughs> what's happening to him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. I I say literally. It might literally be literally what's It might actually, to him. actually be. That Given- would be... Given how across the Spider-Verse went, I will not spoil any more. It could just yeah. be the same. That's so cool if they're connecting. I mean, you probably don't love the idea of Spider-Man being connected to the MCU, but... Uh, as long as they remain separate enough, yeah, it's okay. That's such a cool little tidbit. I didn't even think about that. Oh, well, you're welcome. That's crazy. Um... <laughs> Also, I can never remember his name, but the guy from, um, I haven't seen the movie, that's why, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, he is in this oh. show, uh, okay. which is great, uh, just because of, like, given the medium. And, yes. uh That's perfect. But he looks like he's going to be in the show quite a bit, from the looks of it, and I think he's going to be a great addition from what I'm seeing in this trailer, so. Sweet. Uh. He needs one of the little bracelets. Anyways, I'm, <laughs> that's so exciting to me. I didn't even think about that. 100% what's happening to him. Um, and that show is coming out in September? I think it's September. 
That seems too early. It might be October. I'm not getting a date, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to find it for everyone. Uh, Stall him. To release date. October 6, 2023. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for that show. I think that'll make all Marvel stuff be okay again. Yeah, it's going to fix everything, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the very least, it's it's a show that I care about. Yeah, um, we like Tom Hiddleston. I don't care about the rest of the MCU. At least there's a few things within the universe I can like still. Yeah. Uh, we'll end the podcast there. Um, Shelly, where can they find you at? Oh, I had some other stuff to talk about. Oh, what else are you getting out about? Sorry. Um, no, I, I have been reading some manga. Nice. I've been reading Mob Psycho 100. I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading Mob Psycho 100. Uh, and it's okay. really freaking good. It's really good. I really like it. Um, unfortunately, I've, I've kind of gotten to the point where there's one more that I need to read through it then I need to like wait because the basically Mob Psycho 100 is now under Dark Horse Comics and they're like okay. releasing official English um, translations kind of periodically so they're up to 12 now and so I'm about to read the 12th volume but 13 or sorry I'm about to read the 11th volume 12 doesn't come out until September, and so I'm mad. So I think what I'm going to do is, okay. I told myself I would wait to watch Mob Psycho 100, the actual, you know, show, the anime. I was going to wait to watch it um, until I finished the actual manga, but I think at this point I'll just go as far as I can in the manga, and then probably just watch the show because I want to know what happens. Like, I'm very invested. This is such a good... Um, it's just really good. Like, it really is... I, I mean, I liked One Punch Man. I liked the anime. The manga is a little bit... I don't know if nonsensical is the right word. But maybe it is a bit nonsensical. It's it's a little too extreme at times, I think. And Saitama is great, but he is pretty much a joke character. Like, he is exists kind of as a joke. Whereas Mob Psycho 100, Mob is not a joke character. He is so like realistic i know people just like mob and i think that's so cool like people just kind of like you know look down on him or make fun of him or whatever but like he's so fleshed out and then you have region um who is his um not master but like his boss basically um their dynamic is really wholesome like it's just it's a wholesome manga and I'm really excited to see it animated because um, it's funny. It is funny. Like, it's still comedy. There's still a lot of really funny parts. But, like, what I like about it is that it's funny, but it still has purpose. It's funny. It's still meaningful. And there's still there's still dramatic things that happen. There's still really interesting things that happen. Um, and it's not, like, all fun and games. Whereas One Punch Man, sometimes I feel like it's all fun and games because mm-hmm. you can just punch the heck out of anybody. And honestly, Mob Psycho 1... Mob is is somewhat similar where he's also just this incredibly overpowered guy. Like his telekinetic abilities are so strong that he could just crush anybody. But his whole character is that he's like, no, I don't want to use it against people. Like I shouldn't be using it against people. And he's trying to like control his 
emotions so that he doesn't have to get out of control of his powers. And he's trying to go do what he can without his powers in life. And he keeps running to these other people who also have super, super abilities. Like, in Mob Psycho 100 and One Punch Man are super similar in such a way that there's both just are taking place in worlds where superheroes just exist. Which you would think that'd make them, like, super similar, but they're, like, pretty different. Um, but I just love, like, the concept and themes behind it. Um, and it is really funny. So I don't know when I'll start the anime. I was definitely going to wa- read through this next volume first. But um, it is a very good manga if you can't get your hands on it. I've just been reading it through the library. Remember to support your library. Get your library card. You can uh, <laughs> read lots of stuff through it, um, including manga, if you didn't know. So that's really cool. Um, that's but definitely recommend it. We will end up there then. Yeah. Sounds cool. Uh, where can you find you at? You can find me on Twitter. I am not saying X. You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Uh, yeah. Keep gaming. Keep praying. And God bless. Bye bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.